Hi everybody, welcome here tonight and uh, I'm going to be speaking on what's going on in our city starting today, supposedly, for the next couple of weeks. COP26, the real agenda and what God says about the whole thing and how to defeat what is a globalist um, agenda for every single person on the planet and I believe that it's not of God. Uh, there may be things in it that sound good. A lot of people have been led down the path of uh, following like the climate change, climate warming, they keep changing the name as people come up with more reasons about why it's not accurate. Um, so at the moment, I think it's um, is it climate change. Uh, and a lot of people have said to me um, over the years that, you know, they think this is a good thing. Now, what's wrong with it? Uh, you know, it's about... And even Christians will use some of the scriptures that talk about we're to look after the earth and we're to be, you know, good custodians of God's earth because... The actual uh, system uh, that's operating in the world, we know that that is the system that is uh, prince of the power of the air, rules that, Satan, the deceiver. But God himself created the physical earth. It belongs to him. And the cattle on a thousand hills are his. All the silver, all the gold, there's umpteen scriptures in God's word that tells us about that. So the devil usurped Adam's authority in the Garden of Eden right at the very dawn of creation of mankind. And ever since then, there's been problems. And Jesus came approximately 2,000 years ago to fix those problems. For whoever wanted to believe he was who he said he was, the only begotten son of the father, that he was 100% human, but also completely perfect. He never ever sinned. If Jesus had sinned at one point ever in his life, then God the father could never have received his sacrifice. Um, it had to be the perfect lamb, the sacrificial lamb without spot or blemish. And so Jesus did that. And then, of course, we know that three days later he arose again and he was resurrected. And then he went to heaven a few days later, um, you know, several days later or a month later sort of thing. And he's coming back. Yeah. That is key. That is vital because... The whole story of creation, where man fits into it, where the devil came in and what he's tried to do, and what God's plans are, because God's never caught out. He's never surprised by something the devil does. Uh, God sees the end from the beginning. So the whole thing God saw, even before it happened in the garden, and he had a plan, and um, so the devil does not know exactly what that plan looks like. He tries to guess a lot of the time, 
but he knows that probably his time is getting shorter and shorter, and he will be dealt with um, at one point. And so he is eager to find people that he can use who are uh, human beings who've either been deceived, that's his, one of his greatest um, weapons against people, that and fear. He uses fear a lot. Fear and deception usually gets folk who are not um, aware that he exists for a start or how he operates, and that sadly can be the case in the church sometimes. Yeah. People do not understand his devices. So the devil is basically someone who was uh, an anointed cherub. He wasn't just an angel, and an angel itself is, is you know, a, a very powerful creature. Um, not human like us, but he was an archangel. And so he saw the things that were going on in where God's throne was. He walked among the stones of fire. And so he had um, access to a lot of information about planet Earth, about God making humans um, in his image. And there was a lot of jealousy there uh, because he was proud and sin was found in him. He was made perfect, but sin somehow or another, it was found in him. And so he went off this way and he took a third of the angels with him. And where did he go? Here. He operates in what's called the second heaven. And um, this is the introduction. <laughs> uh, the second heaven where people who are involved in the occult or new age or whatever, you know, we hear it today, ascended masters, uh, you know, angel card readings. And people, you know, think that this is of God. And because there's some supernatural activity and it seems good, then they think this is from God. But in actual fact, the people who are tapping into these things are tapping into the second heaven, which is where the devil and his angels operate in the spiritual realm there. And they're deceived because God actually operates way above that in the third heaven. And so yeah. as Christians, one thing that's vital we know, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter whether, you know, today it's COP26 and tomorrow it's something else they come up with, because they've got a lot of things, you know, up their sleeve to still, uh, you know, sort of disclose to people. But no matter what it is, we really need to know who we are. That's key, because out there, lots of people are very confused about their identity. And we see that with um, gender. You know, a lot of people are not quite sure what gender they are. And that confusion, I believe, is being deliberately encouraged. And that is part of this agenda. There is an agenda which operates in the kingdom of darkness, and it includes climate change, climate warming, I believe it also includes what's going on with the vaccines and the mandates and a lot of the technological things with artificial intelligence and also the banking system and also religion. And 
those actually are part of what's going on at COP26 as well. So what we have at the moment, I believe, in the world is we have people who are not elected. They are NGOs, non-governmental organisations. So nobody has voted them in, but they have tremendous power. And that's because a lot of them are billionaires. They have a lot of the money. And most people have heard, you know, there's this 1% or whatever they are that have the majority of the money in the world. At the moment, they may do, but I believe that that will change too. But at the moment, they've got a lot of power. Uh, they're a small group, and they head up things that um, I'll briefly touch on in a minute. So that's just the backdrop to like how the enemy's operating at the moment. And then it brings us into, well, we need to know, first of all, if we're not saved tonight, we can't leave this building without coming to Jesus and being saved and making him our Lord and our Saviour. That's key. Because anything else that I say after this, um, regarding using your authority, knowing who you are in Christ, will not apply to you if you're not saved. So that's key. Um, you must be born again, uh, Jesus said to um, Nicodemus who asked him. So anyway, back to this climate change, the real agenda of COP26. So as we know, throughout the city, these banners up and around the SECC, it's a no-go area. And that's because there's these um, thousands and thousands of people coming to this COP26, and there's about 200 leaders of different nations that are coming, and they are all coming for one purpose to this COP26 to get together and make um, rules up for the future of this earth, I believe, and how they're going to implement it. And the COP26 is where they've come to do that. Initially, it was supposed to be last year, but with COVID, it was cancelled for a year. So why we have it here is another thing. Uh, Bill could tell you a lot about what Scotland is to the Lord and also to the dark side. There's a, you know, there is some sort of uh, wrangling going on in Scotland. And we, as a, a body of people here, know that if we speak out of our mouth uh, God's word and decree things, then things will change. You know, God says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. He also says in Job 22, 28, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. And so when we do these things in faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please God, he says. But faith can come. All we need is a mustard seed and it grows. And as we read God's word, faith comes. We hear it and it comes by hearing and reading God's word. So we can do a lot against what the enemy's planning. And, you know, God says that one of us can put a thousand to flight, two of us 10,000. And, you know, that can be with praying but also decreeing is so powerful and it's something that's really taught in the church. Um, and it's, it's so powerful 
that um, we need to know about this in the days we're living in. And, so, and God wants us to know how to decree things and not just pray emergency prayers like, oh God, help me. I mean, there's a place for that when things happen, but we're not to live like that. We're to have a relationship with Jesus that's ongoing and we're to, on this earth, be his representatives, be his ambassador and to actually govern and, and decree out of our mouth what we believe God wants to see in our nation and God will watch over his words and perform it. He tells us he will and he's not a man that he can lie and so we take God at his word and we decree out of our mouth. It's very powerful. And we decree God's will. And that's um, something that's so important that you learn how to do that if you don't already know. So going into the topic properly about the Agenda 26, um, the COP26, I beg your pardon. So... The keys to deciphering the truth about the players involved in COP26, um, I've just put into like three, three sort of sections to try and keep it simple because I could really talk on this for about a couple of dozen podcasts. There's so much information. The main thing was what to keep and what to put to the side tonight and also to focus on God because that's key and very important as well. So, number one, who are the main players in this global warming agenda? And number two, what's the true agenda behind it? Not what they're saying, not what the TV tells us, not what our First Minister tells us. What's the true agenda behind it? The spiritual one. And the third and last section... What does the Lord God, what does Yahweh have to say about all this? So you just got to sit back and let it all happen and can't do anything about it? Absolutely not. So number one, who are the main players in this uh, COP26? But just the climate, you know, warming, climate change in general. Who are the players in this? Well, it's very interesting when you actually look at the different things that are going on in the world. A lot of these names crop up time and time again. It's like they've got a finger in every pie and it's all, you know, um, from the kingdom of darkness, all of it. And you see these people turn up again and again and again. So if you don't know what COP26 is, it actually stands for Conference of the Parties. And it's the countries that signed the 1994 Treaty, United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. And that's UNFCCC. So the people who signed that in 1994 are sending their representatives of their countries to Glasgow. Uh, and about 200 world leaders, as I said. Also, though, there's private corporations, many thousands of people coming to supposedly tackle the UN climate change agenda because that's where it originated. Um, officially, you know, in public, it was the United Nations who a lot of people tend to think that, oh, 
you know, what, what harm do they do? Are they not quite a good thing? A lot of the things that United Nations do are quite low-key when they're making um, their declarations, and they make a lot of declarations, um, written ones, and when you read them, they're quite disturbing because a lot of them, especially to do with climate change, what it's actually about is depopulation. And that means somebody, a few people with a lot of money think there's too many people in this world and they've got the power, they think, to do something about that, which involves uh, directly and indirectly. I'll put it that way. And so these are all checkable facts, what I'm saying. Um, and that particular uh, treaty they sign talks about it. So what they've done is, uh, probably a lot of people have seen Bill Gates on a TED talk talk about depopulation, and, and they all went, what? What's he talking about? So what they've sort of done now is try to not talk about depopulation, but overpopulation, and try and bring it in to sound like, oh, you know, there's a lot of people really poor, and, you know, we need to help these people, and it all sounds, you know, very good. But one thing that the devil will do, nine times out of ten, is appear as an angel of light, not with horns and what people draw cartoons of. It can be very subtle. So... The one thing you probably hear as well, it's everywhere, is sustainability. And um, that's associated with this COP26 and Agenda 2030. Uh, that also comes out of the UN. A lot of these things originate in the United Nations. And they basically come together, they combine uh, as a global push for a New World Order. They've come out and said that. And what that is, is a one world government. These people, basically, the now that, that we see that aren't elected, like in the World Economic Forum, that's part of it. And, um, you know, we see in social media, uh, all the billionaires there. So all these people are players in not just COP26 and climate warming, uh, but this depopulation agenda too. They're all party to it. And they're all pushing towards the same goal, uh, this uh, new world order. And they've got dates for it. And they're working towards it. They are really focused people. And um, so the main players, briefly, the United Nations. And the WHO that we've heard a lot of is part of the United Nations. Um, you know, the, the vaccine stuff and everything. And the World Economic Forum's part of it as well. And the Vatican is a big, big part of this. Um, through the Pope, who is Jesuit trained, if you do a bit of investigating about the Jesuits, um, it's quite disturbing. And, you know, their HQs, the Vatican and Pope Francis, has been flying about the world all over the place the last uh, decade, talking about two things. Uh, the Chrislam, where he's trying to unite with Muslims, uh, and Islam and Christianity, he says, 
but also something he wrote um, a few years back, Encyclical Laudato Si. And it's like, what on earth is that? Well, basically, he just puts down all the issues about climate change and how awful it is and how the planet's going to burst into flames like they've led that wee Greta to believe. But that's not the case at all. Um, what they do is they silence true scientists and they encourage the media who are in their sort of uh, pay to put forth their uh, propaganda about it. And so people are given this one-sided false story and told this horror story, uh, especially about you know, future generations, the children, and how basically uh, the Western nations are the ones that are to be curbed. You know, like uh, after the Industrial Revolution, they said that we've been using electricity, all these things, you know, and it's just wrong, they're saying. Uh, and that they have this thing in place about, you know, you can reset, offset your carbon. Um, and, and it's just, it's actually insane because what they're doing is they're causing people, and Pope Francis is a big part of this, to feel really, um, you know, convicted about when they go out in their car, when they use electricity, when they put the heating on in the winter. Um, and so basically what they're wanting to do with electricity, very briefly, and the World Economic Forum has 250 <coughs> levels on this. If you go to their website, it's headed up by a guy called Klaus Schwab. And he was right in there with COVID, and he's part of this too. And um, they're the ones that have also set up within the mainstream media these fact-checking zealots where, you know, you put something down, they're right on it. But in actual fact, the fact-checkers are factually incorrect most of the time, especially if it comes to anything to do with Christ and the truth and the word of God. So they've got all these things in place. And we know that Zuck, Zuckerberg has just put out his meta tag thing. And, you know, all these people in Silicon Valley who are billionaires and probably using the most electricity in that state, they're the ones who will be sitting pretty at the end of all the global climate warming agenda rules if they're put in place, because it will apply to them. Because what's behind this, apart from just the uh, false climate change uh, narrative that they've got, is this depopulation agenda. They're going full steam ahead with that. And also, they want to bring in a one-world religion. And Pope Francis is helping that greatly. He's gone about not just doing the Chrislam thing, but getting all sorts of different churches together. And in that document that I've uh, shared with you, that's in Latin, it's a massive document. There's hundreds of pages in it. But in it, there's like two sentences about climate warming, and they're wrong. <laughs> so, but the rest of it is about depopulation. It's about silencing people who are not speaking the narrative they want to hear. And it's there, it's in black and white, but who knows about that document? Um, so, and political correctness came in, what, a decade or so ago. That's all part and parcel of it. People are too scared to say anything about what normally we would just chat about in public, but now, you know, it's hate crime, hate speech, etc. So all of it is part of it. 
And then what is the purpose of it? Number two, the purpose of global agenda, as I've said, is they think there's too many people. But in actual fact, it's not about too many people. They want to have a forum of socialism. It's political. It's got nothing to do with saving the planet. And um, although that's what they're teaching their children in the schools, that's what they're teaching people who don't know about it. And it's a lie because what it actually is, is a form of Marxism. And Marxism is basically, if you ask anybody who lived in Poland, who's come to live here, or anybody who lived in, uh, behind the Iron Curtain before 1989, when the wall came down, they will tell you what Marxism is like to live under. And it's a nightmare. That's what this is about, to form all over the world, this Marxism. And within that, they're not keen on God unless it's their God. Their God worships Mother Earth in their Gaia worship minds. The planet is, is a living entity and they worship it. I mean, that's literally where the tree hugging thing came from years ago. It's actually worshiping the creature and the creator. And it's also a form of pantheism, which is just seeing, you know, God just everywhere, you know, in this Christ consciousness. But the gay worship that Pope Francis encourages all, goes all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Babylon, it's ancient Babylonian worship. That's what this is, gay worship, yeah. new age. You know, they give it all these names that don't sound too bad. It's all out the same trap. It's from the times of ancient Babylon, the Tower of Babel, and that's in Genesis uh, chapter 11, I think, verse 8, round about there, when God just sees that Nimrod is building this giant tower so that he can storm the gates of heaven. <laughs> and uh, God, you know, just sees this, and of course he stops it, and then he just spreads everybody all over the world. Because at that point, they're all living in this one place, speaking one language. So it was this a one world thing. And they've never been able to do that since. And that's their aim with a lot of this climate warming stuff. And it's what they want to achieve. And it basically means for you and me, if we allow this, we'll be living in what they call smart cities. A smart city... Uh, Klaus Schwab said just recently that um, you'll own nothing and be happy. So what does that mean? Well, it means that you'll live in a house that's rented, but when you're not there, someone else will be in it. So communal living. And also you won't have a car, forget about that, forget about the washing machine, forget about the telly, all these things. Um, basically, you'll be in this uh, surveillance system 24-7, no privacy, and you'll be going about either on foot or on bicycles. Uh, but they won't. They won't. <laughs> They'll be in a luxury island somewhere. And we'll be working for them, the ones that are fit enough, because they'll get rid of... This is what the Nazis did. They got rid of, first of all, those who were elderly, those who were disabled, those who they thought they could not use for their benefit. And they did it in a way that filled two-thirds of the Lutheran church in Germany, who were a Christian church, and they went along with Hitler. 
almost to the very end. So just because it's a horrific agenda these people have doesn't mean that people get it because it's put in such a way as to be deceptive. So there's so much I could say, but I realise time is running out and I want to finish on a positive note because I think it's important to keep positive in the days that we're living in and know who we are because there's so much... Uh, of the negative bandied about. A lot of it's not sourced, you know, people just don't know where it came from. But even the things that are legitimate um, and they've come from a scientifically valid source, too much of it and focusing only in on that, on the darkness that is there, can make people just, what's the point? Dejected, a bit depressed, fed up, especially after the last 18 months. And that is what the enemy wants. He wants the people who are resisting all of this, if you like, and focusing on Jesus, their living hope. They want them to just give up and get fed up. Or another thing they want is infighting, like a civil war. That is just wonderful to them because then they don't need to do too much. The people just do it to themselves. So lastly, and I'll give you lots of scriptures that you can go and look up for yourself with this. But what does the Lord God have to say about this in his word? Um, you know, is he happy? <laughs> I don't think so. And, um, you know, let's just decree that in Scotland, you know, God's kingdom comes um, in this nation. And we see the nation turn to what God intends for Scotland to be because I believe that it is really important in the Lord's plans for things. Scotland is a key nation and the UK is too, but the fight is um, on for it and we need to decree what God says and not just lapse, not just pray once a week, but we really need to decide that every day our future depends on doing this because if we don't do it, who will? There's not that many people um, who are born again, who are even thinking this way that I'm talking about now. And um, so we need um, change, but not the change that COP26 is talking about. Um, we want to see the power of God manifest in, these, in this earth, in this country, in these days, because I believe God is for nations, sovereign nations. He's not for a globalist type uh, agenda at all and so that's going right across you know what God wants for people and I can show you that from his word um, God says here that first of all and I'll finish in a, a few minutes with these scriptures um, you know God's warned us for a long time about listening to people who set themselves up as an authority in a subject, but they don't know him. They're not born again. So they can be used by the enemy. And so God tells us that in Romans 1, 20 to 22, um, and God says they are without excuse because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. These are people who were in the church, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. 
Now, there's people in the church, and there's a big, lar large part of the United Nations National Council for Churches and the World Council for Churches who are all on board with this agenda, all of it, including the depopulation agenda. And, you know, they, that would apply to people like them. And also Psalm 81, 18 to 14, my people would not hear my voice. So at one point they were his people, they may still be. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own councils. Oh, that my people would listen to me. And to those who do listen, God promises victory and peace, even in the middle of turmoil. He says in Joshua 1 verse 9, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And God's activity in the nations, he talks about um, in Psalm 22, verse 28. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. Acts 17, 26. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. So nations have boundaries. They have sovereign boundaries. And at the moment, we see America just letting anybody in. That's deliberate. And that's not God's plan. And in Deuteronomy 32, verse 8, it says, When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance... And I believe Scotland has an inheritance from God. When he separated the sons of man, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the numbers of sons of Israel. And I believe that some of those sons of Israel came our way. <laughs> and that's another podcast. And Bill talks a lot about that. It's very powerful. So in Job 12, 23, God also says... He makes the nations great, then destroys them. I mean, people need to be careful what they're doing. He enlarges the nations, then leads them away. So just because the UK, America, the Western countries that are really prospering financially, and we have all these things that they want to get rid of, all the comforts of life that help you. You know, a mother with children without a washing machine, like what? And they want to get rid of all that. And they basically want to take us back to before the Industrial Revolution, which was 1700s. So just tonight, can you imagine? 1700 right now. And there's no electrical lights. There's no flushing toilet. There's no cars. <laughs> And people were fearful for their safety. I mean, it was a completely different existence. That is what these people want. They're talking about their smart cities, but basically that's what they want, to control people minutely. And even to the point where what they eventually give them, um, whatever that is, they will be able to check on their blood pressure, They'll be able to check on all sorts, if they've taken medication they've been told to take, how far they've walked that day, if they've gone outside the boundary that they're told they can't go over, and they'll be punished for it. We see a form of this. It's just a form of it in China, social credit scoring system. And what is coming is nothing compared to that. So 
we need to not rest in our laurels because we live in the UK and things will be okay. No, our leaders are going to this. Our first minister, um, some of our royal family, Prince Charles, and um, there's other people who are going to this and they know a lot of them what it's about. So the Lord doesn't want us to be deceived. He wants us to know that he cares for our nations. And he also says, and to these people, if any of them ever hear this podcast, Psalm 46 verses 8 to 10, at the end of it, it says, Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And what he's saying there is, with you or without you. And people have to make a choice who are worshipping Gaia and not the Lord. So he rules with his might forever. He keeps eyes. Watch over the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. So the Lord is trying to tell us tonight that what's happening at the moment with these people who have all this money, all this power, and they're not representing us in any way, they're just taking over, that God is not with them. He is not with them. And their plans will not succeed if we start to become the people God's made us. He's put us in this earth for such a time as this. There's no mistake. We were born for these days and he's put within us his Holy Spirit and Christ in us is more powerful than all of this put together. And we need to know who we are in Christ. I talk about it a lot because it's so important. It's the foundation of our walk. Everything we do, we need to know who we are and not um, doubt for a minute that God will use us wherever we are. We don't need to be, um, you know, the head of anything. We can be in our home looking after our children, things like this. God blesses that and he uses every single person who's willing. And he just wants us to step forward tonight, if we haven't already, and say, Lord, here I am, send me, I'm willing. Show me how to decree, show me how to do these declarations that are your will for our nation. Show me, Lord, how to be part of the remnant army that is rising in these days. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen.